I wonder, friend, how you feel when you take a few minutes out of your day for yourself, when you set aside the to-do list and you distract the kids with, you know, let's just say an, an educational activity and maybe you hide in the bathroom and shut the door or maybe you just relax on the couch and you take some time for yourself to just enjoy a few minutes in the craziness that is probably your day-to-day life. I wonder how you feel because a lot of us hear that scenario and part of our brain thinks, oh yes, that would be so nice. And there's another voice in our head saying, oh my gosh, you can't do that. That's so selfish. You don't have time for that. You need to be productive. And we start criticizing ourselves when we do actually take a moment for self-care. And that is what we're tackling today, my friend, because not only do I believe that self-care is important <laughs> as a counselor, we're, we're going to talk about that. Don't worry. But I believe that it really does make you a better mom. Taking time for yourself is a blessing and a help to the people that you love, including, of course, yourself. But even beyond that, it improves your family life, your home life, your kids' lives, your marriage. Self-care makes you a better mom. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Not only what is it, how do we do it? (laughs) There are plenty of ways we could do it wrong where we actually are being quite selfish or not really refilling ourselves so that we can pour out into our family, into our kids, into the people we are responsible for. Um, We're going to talk about what it is, why it's important, how to do it, but we're also going to talk about how it impacts the people that you love so much. Because for a lot of us, It's our worry that we're stealing time from them or we're stealing energy from them or we're not giving them the best that we can. It's those sorts of thoughts that get in the way of us taking time for self-care. So we're tackling it all. um, And don't worry, we will define what I mean by self-care because that's a word that is, well, two words, I guess, that's tossed around a lot. We're going to dive in to this big topic and you're going to walk away today feeling good about taking time for yourself, and you're actually going to do it. That, my friend, is good stuff. So welcome to episode 70 of the Love Your People Well podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, And I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Friend, I'm feeling good right now. I'm in my happy spot. (laughs) I've got my comfy sweatshirt on. I've got my cup of hot tea. It is lemon ginger. It's, oh gosh, well, I mean, it's getting to the end of the cup, honestly, but I'm comfortable and I'm excited to talk to you about self-care. It is a topic that comes up so frequently in the counseling room and just in general conversation. I mean, if you're on social media, like the word self-care, it's such a buzzword right now and it's so poorly understood, especially I think in Christian circles. 
And we will talk on Friday in our Friday faith follow-up about why I believe self-care is is actually biblical. It is healthy. It is good. It is necessary. We're going to dive deep into that on Friday. Um, I thought it might fit in today, but as I kind of mapped out what I want to talk about, I realized you don't want to listen to me talk for an hour. (laughs) This is why we have a little bonus episode on Friday. Today, we are going to tackle quite a bit about self-care. We're going to tackle why it's important. What do I really mean by self-care? Let's define that. Why we don't do it and why we should do it. The impact on yourself and your family. And I know in the title, I said 15 minutes. I'll just tell you right now, that's not some magic number. If it's five minutes, fine. If it's 50 minutes, awesome. (laughs) But 15 minutes a day is probably realistic for a busy mom. And it is enough to start making a difference. So I'll just say that right up front, because of course, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I always like to close this out with some practical strategies and action steps. And so we will talk about some practical ways to get self-care into your super busy, probably hectic schedule, because I do believe it is important. Before we dive into Um, that nice little bullet point list that I just gave you. Let me remind you of my disclaimer. I am a therapist. As I've said, this is an issue that I talk about all the time in the counseling room, but I'm not your therapist and this podcast is not therapy. So there is a link in the podcast description. Um, You can hop on the website and see more about mental health, how to get connected with a great counselor. Um, But, you know, I always like us to be on the same page that this is not personal or professional advice for you. And I will also hop right on and remind you that we do have a free resource about self-care. So if you're hearing me talk and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like I am ready to go with this, (laughs) you might as well download it right now, or you can wait till the end and download it then. But you can grab the free 51 self-care ideas list to really get yourself started with some practical, simple, mostly free and short um, activities that will help you build self-care into your life. So I want to highlight that resource right off the bat. But let's pause from the what should I do? What what are my self-care ideas? Let's pause and acknowledge together, my friend, why is self-care important? It's a buzzword. People talk about it all the time. That doesn't mean it's important. (laughs) That doesn't mean it's good. People talk about all sorts of things, but self-care is important. And there are two big reasons that I want you to remember that I want us all to stand firmly on. Number one, self-care is important because you matter. And yes, your kids matter. Yes, your marriage matters. Yes, your church and your friendships and your job and your volunteer activities, all of that stuff matters, especially the people but you also matter. And women have a tendency to get sucked up into helping other people and giving for other people. And, and sometimes we forget that God loves you. He loves me. He loves us just as much as he loves our kids and our pastor and our neighbors and all the other people that we sometimes pour a lot more time and energy into. You are created in the image of God. You are someone who Jesus willingly gave his life for. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know you personally. I don't know your story. I don't know how 
strong or weak you might feel in your relationship with the Lord, but I do know that you matter. And taking care of yourself is important to yourself, but also to God, to the God who made you, the God who loves you, the God who sacrificed himself for you. He wants you to take care of yourself. But number two, why is self-care important? Because let's be honest, you will burn out without self-care. If you give and give and give and give, and you are not taking enough time to fill yourself up, and yes, a lot of that is spiritual. Are you taking time to connect with the Lord? But a lot of that also is just practical. Are you doing things that you enjoy, that refresh you and fill you up? If you're not doing that, at some point you will burn out. And you'll see that impact your kids, your husband, your friends. You will see yourself get cranky. You'll see yourself be frustrated, have bursts of anger, have trouble controlling your temper. You'll see yourself struggle with depression or anxiety or any number of things. It looks a little bit different for all of us, but we will all burn out if we don't take time to take care of ourselves. This is episode 70, and we just last week in episode 69 talked about the daily sacrifices of motherhood. We give and give and give. And, and last week we talked about how to do that with a joyful perspective. But this week we're, we're kind of highlighting the same thing. You're going to give, you're going to sacrifice. That is simply a part of mom life, but you need to balance that with filling yourself up with taking time for self-care. So those are the two big reasons why it is that self-care matters. But let me um, make sure to define <laughs> what I mean by self-care. There are four things that I really want to highlight here. And, and you could certainly Google about self-care and probably find all sorts of different definitions. So that's why I want to make sure we are talking about the same thing. Because I'm not talking about selfishly ignoring your family when they need you so that you can read a magazine or get a manicure or whatever it is. And I'm not talking about indulging in sinful activities because, hey, they make me feel good and I'm taking time for myself. That's not what I mean by self-care. The four things that I think self-care needs to include to be healthy and to be good and to bless not only us, but our families, is it needs to be something that fills you up. So this would not include mindlessly scrolling through social media. It probably does not include binge watching a TV show on Netflix. Those are passive ways to sometimes rest and give our brain and our body um, a little bit of a break, but they are very rarely going to actually fill us up. Now you might engage on social media. You might hop into our Facebook group and answer a question or read someone's advice and, and find yourself thinking, yes, oh, that's exciting. Oh, I could do that. Oh, that's helpful. You know, there are ways to use those passive um, resources like social media to fill yourself up, but that's not typically what we think about when we hop on social media. So when I say self-care, I'm talking about things that fill you up, that make you feel better at the end of the activity than you felt before you started. So that's kind of linked with number two. I think when I say self-care, I mean something that makes you feel good something that you just enjoy. And we are all different. I have friends that love to go running and that is a great self-care activity. Not for me because I'm cranky about it. I don't enjoy it. It makes me hurt all over. <laughs> I'm not a runner. <laughs> 
I enjoy sitting here with my hot cup of tea and enjoying the scent and the taste and the texture. You know, it's hot. Oh, it's so, it's so soothing. And you might hear me saying that and be thinking, oh my gosh, Jessica, tea. Ugh, that's gross. I don't like tea. That's fine. Enjoying a cup of tea would not be a good self-care activity for you, but it can be a good self-care activity for me. So it needs to fill us up. It needs to make us feel good. It also needs to energize us or refresh us because self-care is not really effective or helpful or good if it doesn't give us the fuel that we need to get back up and continue on with our busy, possibly stressful, possibly discouraging, definitely hectic day. And I do think sometimes we, we dedicate time to the Lord, which uh, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> take time to read the Bible. Take time to pray. If that's all the time you have right now for self-care, that's fine because that hopefully fills you up, makes you feel good, energizes you, refreshes you. But it is really helpful to find things outside of that to not only get the spiritual refueling that we absolutely need. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the passion and the compassion of Jesus. We need the fruit that God is building in our life. But uh, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you probably have experienced that sometimes you read the Bible and it just feels boring or it feels dry. Sometimes you pray and you are distracted in your mind by what you need to get at the grocery store and it doesn't feel like anyone's listening and why am I wasting my time? That's a reality for most of us, of our spiritual life, that even when we take the time to be with the Lord, it doesn't always feel as good or energizing or refreshing as we need. And so I'm not saying that taking time for yourself, let's say uh, drinking a hot cup of tea or getting a manicure, like that is not meant to replace your time with the Lord. But we often do need those extra um, kind of practical day-to-day activities in addition to that refueling and that refreshing that we get from the Lord. But I do think also there's a fourth element of good self-care. It needs to be something that you do intentionally. And maybe this is where we struggle the most as moms. And I do hope that you enjoy various parts of your day, that you can take some cute, funny pictures of your kids or have a great conversation when a friend happens to call you on the phone. Hopefully we're enjoying a lot of the busyness in our life. But self-care is really most effective and most helpful when we are intentionally doing it with the goal of filling ourselves up, making ourselves feel good and refreshing ourselves. We can enjoy other things that come along and they might have the same effect, But if we are not intentional about regularly getting this time for self-care, it's going to start to fall by the wayside. We're going to start to forget it. We're going to get stuck in seasons of discouragement because it's not happening. And we might not even realize it. So when I say self-care, I mean an activity. It's something you do. It's not just passively watching a TV show, but you are engaging in some sort of activity, maybe it's with other people, maybe it's by yourself, maybe it's spiritual and it's connecting with the Lord, maybe it's um, something else that you just physically enjoy or mentally enjoy or emotionally enjoy, but it needs to fill you up, make you feel good, energize you and refresh you, and it needs to be done intentionally. 
So I hope all of that makes sense when I talk about what do I mean by self-care. And that might help you to start get uh, start getting a more clear picture about why I would say self-care makes you a better mom. It reduces anger. It boosts your family's emotional wellness. It has a positive impact. And let's talk about that positive impact because you might be agreeing with me. You might be thinking, yes, Jessica, I matter. I realize I might burn out. I love the idea of things that fill me up and I can do it intentionally. But really, you haven't convinced me that, that it is going to not only make me feel good, but help my kids and my husband and my friends and all the other people that I care about. So let's talk about that. Friend, this has a huge impact on your entire family. And yes, it certainly goes beyond the walls of your family. If you work outside of the home, you're taking either your peace or your anxiety or your stress with you. If you volunteer at church, if you get together with a friend, your mental health and emotional wellness is going to impact all those other people and relationships. But probably your first concern is, is my self-care, if I do take this time for myself, is it going to help or hurt my kids and my marriage? That's probably one of those barriers or concerns that is popping up in your head. But here's a cliche that you've probably heard before that has a hefty dose of truth in it. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If you are cranky, your family's not going to enjoy spending time with you. If you are (laughs) at the end of your rope and that mom anger is just bursting out a lot more often than you want it to, that's not the way to have a great relationship with your kids or with your husband. If you are grumbling and venting and you're having trouble finding the positive in what's going on around you, your home life will not be as peaceful and enjoyable as you want it to be. Now you can give and give and give and say yes to all of your kids' requests and have plenty of time and energy to smile at your husband while he talks about blah, 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 blah. But if you're not emotionally present and you're not actually enjoying those interactions, you have to realize they're going to notice that. Even my two-year-olds, they know when I am in a bad mood. I think I hide it pretty well (laughs) with them. You know, I can sneak off to get a minute by myself and come back and engage. But especially, you know, some of our kids are just more sensitive than others. My son is very emotionally in tune with what's going on with me and my husband and his siblings. And he knows, I mean, I can see it in his body language, his behavior. He knows if I am having a rough day. Now we're all going to have rough days. I mean, that's just part of life, but self-care helps us manage those rough days. And so, yes, it is a silly cliche. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, (laughs) but there is a strong element of truth in that. And you have a responsibility to your family to do what you can. You can't control everything, but do what you can to make yourself happy, to enjoy life, to deal with your frustrations or your hangups or whatever struggles you're dealing with so that you can love your people well. So that is a positive impact on your whole household, your whole family. But it also is is very evident that self-care again, good self-care, not selfish self-care, it improves your mental health. It has a positive impact on our anxiety. We have less anxiety and more peace. 
it has a positive impact on our anger. We have less anger and more calm, less frustration and more patience. And sure, we are not going to be perfect, even with, let's say, perfect self-care, which does that exist? Uh, Probably not. But even when we're doing the best we can possibly do, we're still going to have those days where we struggle. But those days are a lot more manageable when it's not our norm, it's not the routine, and we know, okay, today is crazy, but I'm going to have 10 minutes at the end of today to sit down with my hot cup of tea and get comfy on the couch and the kids will be in bed and I can just pop in my earbuds and enjoy fill in the blank, whatever it is that you enjoy. Now, again, that might really fill me up. And you might hear me say that and think, uh, no, thank you. That sounds boring. That's fine. But when you do have those crazy days, this is where that intentionality really makes a difference where you know, I am going to find my 10 minutes, my 15 minutes, my whatever it is, it's in the schedule, or I know it's coming. And I can get through this next hour of chaos. In part, because I know there's something to look forward to that's going to fill me up, that I'm going to enjoy, and it's going to refresh me. So self-care improves our mental health. But it also refreshes us. I mean, that's one of the things I think has to be there for it to be good self-care. It refreshes us, and then we have more energy to give to our family. And we can give that energy willingly and happily, and we're not gritting our teeth, and we can enjoy those relationships. And I know that that is meaningful for you, but that's also meaningful for your husband and it's meaningful for your kids. They don't just want you to be around. They don't just want you to be cleaning the house and making the dinners. They want you to enjoy your life with them. And that helps them also enjoy being at home and engaging with you and interacting with you. And so when we take time to care for ourselves, to do self-care... It builds those positive relationships with everyone. We all get to enjoy life more because you have taken time to enjoy something for yourself. But let me hit on um, maybe a fourth. Wait, let me count. Yeah, yeah, fourth. (laughs) A fourth reason how um, self-care, your self-care positively impacts your family's emotional wellness. It models for them that it is okay and it is good to take time to care for yourself. It models that to your husband. You don't have to talk about it necessarily or have a big conversation. He'll simply notice, huh, she was stressed out and then she took 10 minutes and did a few quick exercises or drank her hot tea or called a friend or did whatever she did and now she's in a better mood. Huh, how about that? And your kids will notice when you say, honey, I need 10 minutes because as you can see, mommy just pulled out her Bible and I'm going to read through this Psalm. And as soon as I'm done, I would love to come help you for the thousandth time braid your Barbie's hair or whatever it is. It models for your kids, your husband, your whole family that it is meaningful and worthwhile to live in a healthy way, to not just do the things we think we need to do and and get all the stuff crossed off of our to-do list but to take time to enjoy and refresh ourselves. So yes, it impacts you. It certainly should, but you impact the people around you. And so your self-care efforts have a direct influence 
on the emotional wellness of your whole family. And I am a marriage and family therapist. And so the the relationship side of things, I know I talk about this on the podcast, at least here and there, but that relationship piece, that is what gives us the most meaning and the most purpose in life. And yes, we often feel like I can't take time for myself because I'm stealing that from my relationships when the reality is that time actually is an investment in the relationships. And you, it's kind of one of those things you don't really know it until you experience it. I mean, you can hear me say that, but until you've actually experienced a regular routine of self-care and seen the positive impact on yourself and your marriage and your kids, you're not really going to buy in. You're not really going to believe it until you have actually experienced it and lived it out. So before we close out with a few specific action steps and ideas about what self-care might look like, let's acknowledge together some of these barriers, some of these thoughts or excuses or reasons why we don't take time for self-care. I know I've kind of touched on them, but it's worth highlighting them because you might hear your own thinking in what I'm about to say, and then it's a lot easier to challenge it, to replace that unhelpful possibly untrue, maybe even unholy thought to replace that with something that is true and is good and is helpful. So there are six reasons that I really think we avoid self-care. First of all, I know I've already mentioned this, we feel selfish. We feel like we tell ourselves, you know, I'm stealing time for my kids or for my husband. Um, I don't have time for this. You know, this is me being selfish. That's not true. We've already talked about that. (laughs) You're actually investing in your family, your relationships, But that thought often pops up, and so you need to recognize it and challenge it. Number two, our schedule sometimes is too busy. Like when you hear me say 15 minutes a day, it's not a magic number, but it is, you know, it's probably a realistic, helpful number. You might hear me say it's realistic and think, um, clearly, Jessica, you don't know my schedule. You don't know my family life. You don't know my routine. And that's true. I don't know your schedule. I don't know your routine you might really feel like your schedule is just too busy to grab 10 minutes for yourself. And if that is the case, then you are probably very close to the burnout that I talked about earlier in the episode. If your schedule is so packed to the brim that you don't have 10 minutes on a regular basis to take time to do something that you enjoy, that refreshes you, that is intentional, that that gives you that fuel and energy to to keep going, then your schedule is too full and something needs to get canceled or removed or changed. That's a whole different conversation we can have. Um, But it is a reality that, that taking time for ourselves takes time. And when our schedule is busy, uh, we can sometimes use that as an excuse. And sometimes it's a red flag to us that we need to change what our schedule and routine looks like. But here's another reason why a lot of women put off or avoid self-care is that sense that everyone needs us. I can't take time for myself because I'm just, I'm too needed. We might not say it that way in our own head, but you know, I've got toddlers running around and they need me. And my husband has a really stressful job and he needs me. And I have to do the bake sale at church and I have to be there for my friend because she's in a hard spot and I have to take care of all these other people. And that just doesn't leave me any time for myself. And I have no doubt, my friend, that there are people who need you. 
But the thing is, they need a healthy you. They need an emotionally stable you. They also need to know that you are taking care of yourself. Because if they are struggling, if your friend is struggling, she does not want you to sacrifice your own health and wellness to take care of her. She might not be thinking about that because she's struggling and she's kind of lost in her own struggle right now. And your toddlers, they want you to take care of yourselves. They're not going to think about that. They're not going to prompt you to do that, but they need it to happen. It probably is true that people need you, but it is equally true that those people need a certain version of you. They need a healthy you, a happy you, a, a you who is not only sacrificing for them and giving to them, but doing it joyfully and intentionally and willingly. But here's another reason why we sometimes avoid self-care. We just don't know what to do. We think, I don't have money to go on a vacation or I don't, you know, there's not really a good manicure place in my town. And I, you know, that takes forever. You have to make an appointment. You have to set aside time and find childcare. I don't know what to do for self-care. And so I know I mentioned earlier on that we have a free resource for that, the 51 self-care ideas list. Just cross this excuse right off your list, my friend. The link will be right there in the um, podcast description for this episode. You can go online to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 070. You'll see the full show notes for today's episode, links to other episodes we've had about self-care or scheduling and things like that. And you'll find a link where you can grab that free copy of the 51 self-care ideas list. You don't need a lot of money. You don't need a lot of time, really, to engage in healthy and good self-care. There's two more excuses that I want to highlight. (laughs) One being, so this is number five, we waste time on mindless things that we think are self-care. And this is a tough one. Because if you look at your phone in the settings, um, you know, I know you can do this on the iPhone. I'm sure you can do it on any other phone. You can look in the settings and see how much screen time am I actually spending on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever it is. And it'll probably surprise you how much time you're spending on social media. But that's certainly not the only mindless thing that we do. And a lot of times when we do take those what we think are just a few minutes for ourselves, we label that in our head as self-care and then we move on, but we have not actually refreshed ourselves. We have not actually filled ourselves up. We have not even necessarily been very intentional about taking that time or what we chose to do with that time. And so we do take time, but it's something mindless, meaningless, that's not actually self-care. So that is something to be careful about, my friend. If your schedule is super busy and you don't want to be stealing time from the people that you love, make sure that when you do take time for yourself, you're doing something that you actually do enjoy and that refreshes you. And that might take some experimentation. You might try sitting down with your hot cup of tea and then realize, nope, that wasn't for me. (laughs) That doesn't mean it was wasted time. It just means now you know for the future, that's not how you want to use that time you might want to go on a run. Congratulations to you. (laughs) You are probably healthier than I am, but that's not something I love. You know, we have to find the thing or things, plural, because the more options we have, the more likely it is we will find time to do it. 
but we have to be realistic about who we are, what we enjoy, what we realistically can afford or have time for, and then those are the things to focus our energy on. But number six, um, another excuse or reason that I hear from a lot of women about why we don't take time for self-care, and this is probably not the language they use, but ultimately there is a problem in the Christian church, women in the church, probably not just women, but we're talking, you know, hey, hey, mama friend, I'm here for you. We idolize productivity. We idolize effectiveness. And I think there is a big misunderstanding about the Proverbs 31 woman who you've probably read Proverbs 31 and you have thought to yourself, oh my gosh, this woman does everything under the sun. She must have had a 40 hour day because I don't have time to do all of that. But we're not talking about that right now. Maybe that's a new episode to come in the future. But it is very true that in the church, in women's ministry circles, there is an idolization going on of being productive, not wasting time and feeling effective. And all of that is fine. I mean, well, not not idolizing it, but being productive is fine. Being effective with how you use your time is good. But as we've already talked about, self-care should be part of what we consider productive time, should be part of what we consider effectiveness in our role as a mom and a wife and a woman. So I know that that's not just a woman's issue. It's certainly not just a Christian church issue. This is an issue probably in our modern culture. But I'm talking to you. You're, well, probably (laughs) a woman a mom, a wife. And if you find yourself avoiding self-care because you're thinking, that's not a productive use of my time. I just have too much to do. I need to be effective with the hours that God has given me. All of that is true, but that does not mean avoiding self-care. For all the reasons we've already talked about, it actually is going to help you, going to help your people, help your family, and build up and strengthen those relationships. So I know that I've hit on a lot of different elements of self-care. I want to kind of recap those and then um, just talk briefly about those 15 minutes a day. (laughs) Again, not a magic number, but hopefully a realistic number. But we've talked about why is self-care important. It's important because you matter and because you're going to burn out if you don't take time for it. For it to be good self-care, it must be something that fills you up, makes you feel good, energizes you or refreshes you. And it must be something that you're doing intentionally. You don't just happen to enjoy it, but you intentionally invest the time knowing or expecting that you will enjoy it. It is not only a blessing for you, my friend, it does improve your mental health. It helps you feel more peaceful, more patient, more calm, but it also blesses your whole family and everyone beyond. It refreshes you. It gives you energy for those relationships and those interactions. It models for your family that healthy living is a good thing. And let's all remember, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) You need to invest in your own happiness for the good of the people that you love. So if you hear any of these thoughts in your head, you can challenge them with what I just mentioned. If you find yourself thinking self-care is selfish, I don't have time for it. My schedule's too busy. There's too many people who need me. I don't know what to do. I don't have the time or the money for something fancy. Or if you find yourself taking time, but it's to do something meaningless and passive that doesn't actually refresh you. 
Or if that thought is in your head, this is not productive, this is not me being effective, using my time well, that is simply untrue. You might fall into that thinking because of some of the church issues that I already mentioned, that that is a common idolatry issue in our culture today. Or you might think that because you have taken time, but you've wasted it. You've done it. You've used that time for something mindless, passive. It's not really good self-care, but because you took that time and then it did not have the desired effect, you're right. It wasn't productive. It wasn't effective. However, that doesn't mean good self-care is not productive or effective or worthwhile. So I don't know what of these different elements around self-care are hitting home with you, my friend, but that is something to take to the Lord in prayer, to recognize with him, I matter, I need to take care of myself, I want to have great relationships, help me to do that, help me to deal with these barriers or excuses or things that are getting in the way. And the Lord can give you creativity. He is a creative God. He created literally everything you see and think about and hear. He has way more ideas than my 51 self-care ideas list. Take it to him in prayer. And when we say, or when I say, find those 15 minutes a day, it can be as simple as that. I don't have the 51 list ideas list in front of me, but I'm pretty sure pretty much everything on there is quick and it's free. You don't need to invest five hours in a self-care activity for it to be good self-care. Now, if you have five hours, I hope you enjoy that five hours and I hope that you use it well. If you can get a spa day with your girlfriends, go for it. Go for it. I'm going to say it again. Go for it. (laughs) If you can get that time, you should enjoy that time. But if you can only get 15 minutes to paint your own nails sitting on the couch with Okay, I mentioned tea a lot. It's sitting right in front of me with your glass of red wine or or whatever it is. Then take that 15 minutes and get the most out of it that you can. So find normal activities that are realistic in your own life. And those are the places to start when you think about self-care. And two specific action steps that I would encourage you toward. One is if you're really struggling with like, how do I fit this in? Add five minutes onto a normal daily routine to do that self-care activity. If you do that three times a day, hey, guess what? That's 15 minutes. So if you, you know, let me just think about my day. I spend probably a half hour every morning getting my kids dressed. You know, they're toddlers. They don't want to stand still for 30 seconds to get dressed. So it takes a while to get them out of their PJs. Let's all go to the bathroom. Let's get all the various pieces of clothing on, it takes a good chunk of time. And I have found that is a helpful time at the end of that, because it's usually a little bit frustrating at the end of that to take five minutes to do something that I enjoy. Now, yes, I could go straight from that to say, okay, great time to clean up the kitchen from breakfast. Okay, great time to, you know, clean the bathroom or whatever is next on the list. But I'm already kind of at the end of one task and I haven't actually started the next one. And that is a good time to add in a small chunk of self-care time. Not just scrolling through my phone, but doing something intentional with that time. But the second practical tip that I would have for you is to put this in your planner. Now, I've mentioned before, I love the Hope Planner. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So just go to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 070 if you want to check out 
my personal favorite planner. (laughs) Um, And I don't necessarily love it because of self-care and how it helps me there. Um, I love it because it, it helps me prioritize God and time with him and family relationships and then the to-do list and all this stuff going on. But that's where self-care comes in because I can write on there. Sometimes it's a big star to say, Jessica, take five minutes for yourself or put down your phone or whatever reminder is helpful for me to make those moments for myself actually meaningful and fulfilling. So whatever planner you use, maybe it's on your phone and you have that little alarm pop up every day at 11 a.m. reminding you, do something for yourself. Maybe it's a written planner like the Hope Planner. Maybe it's a whiteboard hanging in your kitchen. Wherever it is, write it down, schedule it into your day or give yourself a reminder so that you don't find yourself falling into bed at the end of the day thinking, shoot, I forgot again. I didn't take the time. Oh, this is getting annoying. (laughs) You know, all those negative thoughts, put it in the planner, give yourself a reminder and make it happen. So my friend, I hope that some of these thoughts have been helpful around self-care. And if they've been helpful for you, they will be helpful for a friend. So share this episode. That is a great way to love your people well, to love your friends well by um, sending a link. You can send them to the website. You know, I've mentioned it, the show notes, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 070 for today's episode. Uh, But whatever podcast app you're using, there's going to be those like three little buttons at the top. When you click on it, you can say, you know, copy the link and you can send it in a text to a friend. You can post it on social media. You can do any number of things. But trust me, if you need to be encouraged in your self-care, you have a friend that needs to be encouraged in her self-care. So that's a great way to love your friends is by sharing this episode, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's an idea you had. Hey, I'm going for a jog. I love it. It refreshes me. You want to join me. Now, if you ask me, I'm probably going to say no, but your, your other friends might say yes. So take that moment to share it with a friend, to get other women in your personal community involved in taking care of themselves. You can always join us in our online community, um, our Facebook group. Again, there's links in the show notes. Um, But wherever it is that you're connecting with other people, make sure that those relationships are about building each other up, not just enjoying each other or chatting about the weather, but that you are pouring into them and letting them pour into you. Okay, that wound up as like a weird side note when we think about (laughs) self-care, but share it, encourage others and be encouraged yourself, my friend, that you matter, your self-care matters, and it will bless your family. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Love Your People Well.